So welcome to Alchemy Answers, episode 57. Um, we are going to answer some great questions. We've got more stuff about patch 7.23. Um, there's, there's lots of questions still to be answered, I feel like. I don't really feel like anything is fully stabilized about the game, and so it's kind of fun to theory craft and answer these questions from our lovely patrons and the chat family as well. So thank you for joining us here. If you want to listen to this in audio format, of course, we have all of our episodes on Anchor FM, which has published them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., and basically everywhere you would normally listen to podcasts. So you can check that out as well. Anyway, let's hop into the questions. First, we have Arboreal Phoenix. He says, in the legend bracket... What are I love this question already, by the way. Uh, what are some specific things that I can do to play faster, in quotations? In a lot of your content, you've given examples about being at bounties as they spawn, rotating to a different lane at five minutes to have more impact than the one that you're currently in in order to break down the laning stage. What else can be done to play faster? Uh, I really like this question, and I think that this is something that we're guilty of and that a lot of the like analysts slash people content creators influencers whatever you want to call them like they use these buzzwords that pros use but they don't really uh describe like exactly what it is that it that it means and i actually i think that that's a that's a problem and it can definitely get confusing so the way that i think about playing fast is basically like in dota there's almost always going to be an objective that is that is your next objective to to take you know, you have the top tower. It's the last tier one alive. You want to start taking Roshan soon because your heroes are now capable of doing it. And you've taken all of the outer towers, something like that. And um, playing fast is basically just literally moving your hero uh, between those objectives in an efficient way. So uh, with with the objective in mind. So a lot of the time when somebody's playing slow, it's like, the enemy team is dead, right? 60 seconds respawn time. And then instead of going directly to the Roche pit, which is what fast pro players would do, people will farm one jungle camp. And then in the lower brackets than that, people will farm one jungle camp in the lane. And then in the lower brackets than that, people will farm one jungle, uh, jungle camp and the lane, but they'll cast their spells inefficiently or they won't use spells so that they'll get to the Roche pit slower. And in every bracket, it's about one to two seconds slower that they get to that Roche pit. And in pro matches, the enemy team doesn't even respawn by the time the Roche dies. In the lowest possible bracket, the enemy team is alive, 100% HP, and the people are out of mana and are going to lose a Roche fight because they were slow in getting to that objectives, uh, objective. So in my opinion, that is that is what playing fast is. is it's, it's basically just moving between objectives in Dota as quickly as possible you know and an objective could be like an item timing for example so sometimes it's it's fine to like farm the jungle and like yes that's you know slower let, let's say but maybe less risky than just like going into roche or something like that but within that context you can still have somebody playing fast like moving quickly between the camps using blinks tread swapping things like that uh it's it's just all about efficiency yeah i i completely agree with essentially just the movement from one objective to the next and I, I always say it in the words like just trying to press the game towards its conclusion as quickly as possible. And the way to do that is to take objectives. So if um, 
the example that you gave is really good and something that I see all the time. People take a fight. Roche is clearly the next objective, or maybe the mid-tower is clearly the next objective. And then everybody just kind of like splits apart and goes and, and farms because they're like, oh, well, there's no there's no heroes alive to stop me from getting my items, so I'm going to go get my items now. When in reality, that isn't actually helping you win the game that much, but taking Roshan allows you to then go high ground. So that's a big push forward towards actually ending the game. And, right. And um, I will say, though, that the the process of playing fast is is a little different than just like you take mid and then you just immediately run to the safe lane tower without your cooldowns because you use them to take mid. That is not playing fast. That's that's just suiciding, right? <laughs> like if you if you just are constantly running at the other team without your resources. But the point is, like, if you have resources, it's it's all about recognizing if you have the resources to win a fight to take an objective and then immediately to that objective as quickly as possible when you have the resources right to do so. immediately using those resources like if an enigma has a black hole you want to see them use that at level six to take a fight as soon as possible you don't want them yeah. to hold it until like level 12 because right. it's a resource that you can use to do something good so and even in like a pro match you'll notice that the moment an enigma gets level six smoke of deceit immediately purchased or it's already on the courier flying out to the enigma Yep, And that's that's what people are referring to when they say, like, playing fast. And the reason that playing fast is important in Dota is, like, the reason that I like the Roshan example is because in Dota, one to two seconds really matters. Where it's like, this crucial guy doesn't show up to a team fight. He's one to two, two seconds too late, so his whole team dies. Like, that's, that's the thing with the lower brackets is a lot of people don't feel the urgency to... Where it's like, okay, as soon as we get this black hole, we need to use it. But then you get to a point in the game where the black hole doesn't matter anymore. Because the enemy team is so huge that even holding them doesn't beat them. And then it's like, oh, I wish we had used this a couple of seconds sooner. Like, right. it's always after the fact that people realize. And that's why pro players just try to play, like, as fast as possible, always. Because you're never really going to be punished for playing, like, too fast. That's, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, like, if you, have, if you have your resources. Like, usually, if, if you, you know, if you, the only punish is going to happen, like, if you, if you uh, mis-execute. Uh, that that's where like you can always look at a fight where it's like okay was the problem that we did that too fast no not really <laughs> it's probably that this guy like pressed this spell in the wrong order or he just messed this thing up and that's and that's why this fight didn't work uh, right anyway yep uh moving on uh we'll get to some chat questions because we have we have uh only a few patron questions i see I see some some questions in chat somebody asked if sf is still in my s tier of heroes um no s uh, he's not in my s tier of heroes anymore however with that being said i think that people uh, underrate the hero a lot i've seen in my in the pubs that i've been playing like yesterday and the day before that people are going for like a shadow blade build and just using like the fear as kind of a disable in team fights sanjin yasha things like that and like the build is um evolving on sf and i think the hero is is quite good but uh, i i don't think it's op tier like i wouldn't say sf is on the same level as like puck or uh, Venomancer or something like that. I, I think it's just a good hero. I was I was kind of overrating it at the at the start of the patch, um, but I, I said this in one of the comments. When it comes to like my tier list, after ev almost every game, I'm changing it based on like the performance of the heroes. So I, right. I, I really think I really think the idea of like this is ex this is exactly what the meta is 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 never going to be a very healthy way of looking at the game you're you're bound to get like blindsided by something if you're like oh sf was op tier but this was a bad sf game 
you're just going to end up picking SF into some into some shit that he doesn't want to play against. Right. And yeah. It's gonna it's gonna feel really bad. Regardless of your numbers, if if it's a terrible game for the hero, it's a terrible game for the hero. Right. That's basically how Dota yeah, works. Or or if the meta shifts. Yeah. So that like let's say there are good lone druid counters that are available. There are good Veno counters that people are picking. Maybe if Lycan and Morphling were picked a lot more, uh, maybe maybe Veno like wouldn't be a good hero because it's actually like a lane that can uh, like heroes can lane against the uh, the Venomancer, but. Uh, Morphling's picked like a decent amount, and Venomancer and uh, Lycan's like not really picked at all. So, um, how long have Jenkins and Donnie known each other? Like three years now. Yeah, something like that. Has it been longer? Some something like three years. Something like that. Since since Pugna, I think we like kind of knew each other before. Not not. Um, it's like you're when you're whatever you're like in the scene to to any degree. Like you you know, you see people, you meet people, but we weren't we weren't like friends or something we've been friends for a few years now though yep moise how to gain mmr without actually playing the game theorycraft a lot think about it think about the game yeah come up with ideas i think that's i think that's pretty good we were just talking before before we started about uh and i think i think that was a. Uh, that was a that that's the sort of stuff that is good to to talk about like with your friends or like read up on it or just think about it. You just think about like the concepts in Dota. And it's like, okay, they just changed this thing. What have we been doing for years that is just not good anymore? Like Henry was saying this uh, a few days ago to me while we were playing. And he was like, man, the way that I play the mid lane now is I just farm for 10 minutes until I get bots. And then I just ditch the mid lane and play the side lanes. It's like, that makes so much sense because who even cares about the mid tower anymore? Yeah. There, there's no outpost mid, you know? The outposts, every time they pop and you get a double outpost, every hero on your team gets a level. Think about that. Imagine if you lost laning stage so hard that every single one of your heroes had one level on your the opponents. There would be a 0% chance that you lose Dota. Yeah. Like one level on every hero is significant. And every five minutes, starting at 10 minutes, that can happen. If you secure the outposts, which is why even with the nerfs, bots are broken and playing the side lanes is broken. The mid lane is useless. You can just TP shrines anyway. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I think that the only reason to really hyper-focus the mid tower is that it is kind of an access point to the jungle, but it's not even really that much because it, most of the camps are high ground now. It's more of if you are about to take Roche, you definitely want to get rid of that. But other than that, it's really not that big of a deal. It's the Roche Tower, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's uh it's like a thirty minute, three minute tower now instead of a five minute tower. Um, played with a Chiro or a cheater a Chiro. That's a combination of cheater and hero. I'm patenting that. That's like Stan, stalker and fan. Anyway, uh, played with a cheater that makes you lose control of the hero. I've never heard of that before, John Legend. That's uh that's interesting. I've never heard of that cheat. Yeah, who would win? Ten huge Jenkins or a one hundred elevateds? Ah, uh, how huge are we talking? I mean, and are we talking like with weapons? Like, can weapons allowed? Because because if the if the small elevateds can have weapons, then I feel like just the brain power alone of a hundred people would be hard to 
then again, it is elevated. So like between the hundred of them, there's about 300 brain cells. So yeah. <laughs> maybe the Jenkinses would win based on that. Uh, will you guys be uploading the remaining episodes to Spotify? Last one was episode 55 of November yep. 20th. Yep. I've been lazy and also at an event. Yeah. How'd that go, by the way? It was fun. It was uh, really easy. I mean, I flew to Montreal. I I traveled more than I actually worked. Like, <laughs> we cast one series. Did you, did you work for a day? Just a day? Yeah. We ca- we then- we worked for about five hours, and that was it. So you uh, did you fly in the day before and then fly out the day after? Yep. Did they pay you half for travel days? Yep. Oh, cool. That's always good. Yeah, and they paid little, me uh, before the day was even done of working. So the w- WGN is is real legit as an organization. It's it's interesting how the how how uh, esports is, has uh, evolved to this point to uh, have these sorts of uh, standards. I don't know if it comes from other industries. Maybe it does, like news media or something, but. In case you guys are curious, that's a, that's pretty. I think that's pretty standard for for organizations is to pay like half for travel days. Mm-hmm. They they won't like fully pay you, which can kind of feel bad because it's like okay, well that's time out of your day that you know traveling is pretty brutal, but you're not technically working. So right. it's, it's like a, it's like a weird kind of middle middle ground compromise. Is there anything else that people that people like ask for with the people? I'm sure like OD Pixel or Slacks. They could ask for almost anything and probably get it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of like like artists, like rappers and music artists and stuff. They have like a or comedians. They have a I forget what what the word is called, but they have like a a thing. That, List of demands. Yeah, basically, and so it'll be like you know the dressing room has to have yeah. You know, some people are obviously crazy about it. Like dressing room has to have like champagne at exactly sixty eight degrees plus you know like blah 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 cheese plate and who knows. Um, some people just have like, Hey, I just want a Nintendo switch in the green room or some, something like that. A rider. It's called a rider. Yeah, exactly. I've never, I've never heard of that before. That's, that's interesting. Yep. That's, that's so funny. Um, God. Yeah. I, re- I remember for, uh, for, for Midas mode, maybe I shouldn't divulge this information, but for Midas mode, uh, Suns fan demanded <laughs> Dr. Pa- no, no, it was a cherry Coke. He needed there to be cherry coke every day, and he needed uh, Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> or he wasn't gonna work the event. But he was doing it ironically, so right. that's different. But it was so funny. The only reason I say that I shouldn't say it is because that's kind of his joke that that he that he's doing. I'm sure he said it on, on his podcast, but he has. I, I, I found that so funny that he's that he's just refusing, <laughs> absolutely refusing to slack. It's like I'm not going on the panel today. This is Krispy Kremes. And somebody, somebody who was driving into the, uh, to the land center, they they would picked it up on the way. It was like apparently an hour, an hour away was like the closest Krispy Kreme donuts. That's funny. So, hey man, ten thousand brown M and M's. Yeah, I want you to go through all the packs of M and M's and only pick out the brown ones and put them in a bowl and give them to me. Jesus Christ! For some of these people, I feel like they just they just know that they have power and authority. They just like to execute oh, it sometimes. For sure. for sure. It's like they no way they'll do this stupid shit. <laughs> oh, they did the stupid shit for me. All right, let's see what I can get away with next time. Right. How do you deal? Somebody said, uh, let me see, where was it? 
something about toxic mentalities that make make it hard to rank up. Where is it? I lost it. All right, here's I'll, I'll answer this toxic one. Toxic behaviors. No, go ahead. Toxic behaviors observed and experienced that get in the way of climbing. MMR, I assume. Um, well, I can tell you a lot of those. Let me just think. What did I do last night? <laughs> uh, is it you, queuing? you doing the toxic behaviors or your teammates? I mean, is... I think I think if my teammates have done something, I've probably done it at least to some degree. Sure. Um, binge queuing, that's a bad one. Queuing until you're exhausted and then keep going because you're focusing on gaining numbers that's that's not good um yeah not accepting people and their mistakes like as if they're going to happen because they are going to happen always and uh there's no point in in not moving past them in games i think i think there's a period we can all get into where for whatever reason we're just stressed out get into a game and somebody can say something that normally wouldn't bother you somebody can make a mistake that normally wouldn't bother you and then you hung up on it and you're thinking about it it's like even if you don't say anything it's like the thought of it is just distracting and dumb yeah you know? i don't know what about you donnie any any toxic behavior you can think of no nope, i'm a good mannered player yeah <laughs> all right no i mean for me it's it's like most of it just comes down to caring too much about a number and essentially if i play the game because i want to play dota then i win a vast majority of my games and i only play a couple of games and they go well and i can deal i have like high resilience against my teammates flaming each other or other stuff like that and if i am going into a game like exclusively to gain MMR, then I will almost always get tilted in those games because I have like this very specific set goal that I know I'm investing 45 minutes of my time to get. And then if my teammates start doing stupid things or not listening to my calls or feeding or just playing poorly or whatever, then it can feel very easy to get defensive because it feels like, they are like keeping you from your goal and wasting your time. And I think people wasting my time is the number one thing that pisses me off in the world. I think, no. pe- I think period, like outside of Dota, everything. I mean, if, if somebody wastes my time, I'm just, it's like, uh, the, I, I don't remember, I don't remember who said it, but what, uh, what perfectly describes it to me though, is like when people take you hostage. Yeah in games it's like you know you're just stuck in the game until yep. it's over and somebody is just ruining it yeah that's, i ab- i abandon those games all the time that's why my that's behavior like, score uh, is low because <laughs> like the whole time wasting thing i i agree with if somebody's just playing bad i don't consider that like oh you're wasting my time it's more so yes. the people that are like deliberately doing it and because because i'm not willing to abandon it's just like taking it's just taking you hostage and and that sucks that that feels bad. Um, yep. What's the melody in your intro? I actually don't even remember at this point. It's it's the intro to some other song, and I pitch changed it and sped it up a little bit. I don't remember what it's from. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. Hopefully, it's not copyrighted. <laughs> Otherwise, we're gonna lose about 500 videos. 
That would be rough. Can you make a video on new ward places? Yes. Yes, we can. Donna, you want to do that? Your support. Uh, yeah, I can do that. I. You find I, anything interesting? Yeah, there actually are a couple. There's there's a couple. I knew you would have found that shit. That's your that's your jam, man. Yeah, there's yours a couple. Like, yours like, oh, I got this fucking cool ward. You use a quelling blade and an ether lamp. Yep. Donnie, shut up, man. I'm an offlaner. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, maybe you should because then you yeah, feed work, less. Bitch. It's my job, man. I'm a space creator, dog. Whatever, man. I'll just send your I'll just send your courier to go ward and share control. Risky. Can you do that? Can you can you share control of the couriers? Yes. Are you sure? I'm ninety percent sure. Okay. I don't believe you. That'd be crazy. I'm pretty sure you can. I'm not hundred percent positive though. I'm not hundred percent sure either. That'd be interesting though. Uh, give us another Patreon question. Okay. I remember posting a ward video, and I think it did really well. That's one of the ones that's like, yeah, people... overarchs a, a patch that people really like. People it's like different. warding videos. It's different from the like, here, uh, play the top five heroes, or oh, Magnus is so overpowered, or Clinks <laughs> is the best hero in Dota. Like, it's different from that shit, you know? Like, everybody's making that stuff. We make that stuff. That's why I wanted to make the all heroes ranking thing, so that way I could just be like, okay, this is my thoughts on every hero. Right. So far. So that way I can just do like whatever other content. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll get a Patreon question. Let me look. Uh, uh, hype to join the Patreon group. Okay, that's the that's the dude who thanks for supporting us, by the way. I appreciate that. Um, but he's looking for the replayer view section. Uh Gangsy says, What is the secret to playing Venomancer as a position three? I feel so squish, and I don't know what to do early game that oppresses the offlane. Uh, well, I've been playing this hero a lot lately. Um, I think it's still really broken. Uh, basically, your job is to just like keep your distance in the lane and slowly but surely harass the enemy team down. No matter what heroes they have and how much region they have, eventually you'll get enough levels in your spell that if you just keep casting them and keep hitting them and don't take enough, don't take a lot of harass, uh, they'll. Like they won't be able to lane against you. That's the thing, is it's like a slow I mean the hero is themed like perfectly for how you want to play the game, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like this slow death, you know, this this disease looking guy. And that's what you want to do. You want to like very slowly whittle people down. And like if somebody's a stronger laner against you, it'll be less slow that you whittle them down. But you will eventually. And if somebody's really weak against you, within like the first wave, they can't lane against you. Yeah, um, I, obviously I... with the nerfs, it takes a little bit longer now. I think if you're feeling squishy, it just means that you're not playing the hero correctly. Like, he's very, very hit and run because you don't need to just trade right clicks. Like, your right click is terrible, but your poison sting is amazing. So right, you exactly. hit somebody once, and you walk away, and you let poison sting do 30 damage to them, and then you hit them again, and that's another 40 damage plus another 30 damage from poison yeah. sting, and then you hit them again, like, five seconds later. And the whole point is, like... If if you're dying on that hero, it's probably because you were too far up in the lane, and you need, I, uh, need to just make sure that your positioning is not terrible, and you should be fine. I would say if you're ever if you're ever trading with somebody directly, and you're just hitting them and they're hitting you, like you're you're doing it wrong. Like yes. I always go for people when they're going for like last hits or denies. Like when I know they're gonna walk up to the wave and they can't hit me, I hit them, and then eventually because of poison sting doing like a hundred damage every time you hit somebody. Or they can't lane against you. It's, it's it's very easy once you once you get into the swing of things. Like once you figure out that rhythm, it's it's it is quite easy. Yeah, and that was that was the last point that I wanted to make is 
make your trades happen when you have creep advantage and you probably will always take good trades with that hero. Oh, with that being said, I I go through the creep wave and I right click every creep once so that we get a creep advantage because it puts a poison sting on everything. That's sure. like that's I I did that as well. Like I yeah, I, I make sure that if I'm going to trade harass, like I just right click every creep. And uh like once you have the level 2 poison sting especially because of how it scales at level 2, it's uh it's it pushes the lane so quickly that the the enemy team like won't be able to uh they, they they won't be able to trade with you straight up. Yeah. And then eventually, like your hero just becomes complete cancer. You have all the wards. People can't walk through them, and and you know it's very easy. You farm insanely fast. You just run down lanes, and then the enemy team avoids you. Yep. Um. Okay. Medieval says, "How do you think low ranks like Crusader and Archon differ from your ranks from an advice perspective?" God. Well. From an advice perspective, that's I mean yeah. that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Um, I think the higher up you go, the more theoretical stuff gets, and the lower you are, the easier it is to just pinpoint something very concrete that you can just say, "Do this for fifty straight games and see how much better you are." Something like that, right? Like if if I were to try and give Jenkins advice on how he's playing the game. I can, I certainly can not like, just because I am not as high rank as him doesn't mean I can't give him advice on his own game. If I have a global perspective and we're watching a replay together, I can sort of like lead you to getting better at the game by making you justify certain decisions that you're making and asking you questions and kind of like bringing up other points of view about how to approach certain situations. Whereas if I'm coaching a crusader player, I'm going to say, all right, let's practice last sitting, or let's pull the lane, and then that will just drastically change the course of your game. To be honest, when it comes to like giving giving advice for the different uh, the different brackets, I'm I'm definitely a lot worse at giving advice to like the the lower brackets. Um, but with that being said, what I tend to do in coaching is we'll just go through a replay. And the most fundamental thing that I see a problem with, uh, a consistent problem, that's like what we'll talk about. So I guess like the way that I approach a Crusader player or a Divine or player and coach is is the same. We just watch a replay, and if I see like the person doesn't know how to do creep aggro, I'll, we'll talk about it and like why it's important and what you can do with it. If they're last hitting poorly, we'll like talk about that. If they're moving around the map poorly, we'll talk about that. But like. Gen generally the way that the way that i learned to coach people from a previous coach who who coached me is that like generally speaking you just want to always be focusing on like one concept at a time so if we if i go through a replay and i see that somebody's like messing up something very fundamental like last sitting or creep aggro i'm not going to talk about like map movements or rune control or like positioning in the lane to like contest pulls or anything like that it's like at that point it's literally just like no you need to just pull creeps to get because this this is going to improve your game the most so like once somebody has has moved on from that point then that's when you can talk about the other stuff and kind of kind of build build on it because I, I think i think you you could get very overwhelming just uh talking about every single mistake in a replay i mean we could go through my replays or bsj's replays or for god's sakes ppd's replays and we could talk for hours and hours about the countless possible mistakes and possible optimizations 
So why, why bother, you know, like focusing on one fun, the most fundamental thing that's going to give the most improvement, I think is, is the, the best thing possible. So with that being said, the answer to your question is, uh, from an advice perspective, I'd say it's kind of, it's kind of, it's always different. So I wouldn't like treat it any differently talking to like a crusader or an archon player. And that might be wrong. I might, I might be, uh, just not great at giving advice and that's okay. But that's, uh, that's generally how I approach it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a good approach. You have to diagnose the problem to actually be able to treat it, right? So it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Corey Aguirre says, why do you think Dota... I don't mean to brush you off like that, by the that's way, and fine. say, yeah, I just I just got really excited about... <laughs> I realized... Uh, anyway, uh, he says, uh, why do you think Dota 2 puts in so little effort to advertise their game and cater to new players? I don't know, Donnie. What do you think about that one? <laughs> why? Um... I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like just nobody's interested in doing that at Valve. That, yeah, that's my outsider opinion on it. Knowing how Valve is, I don't think it's malicious. I think it's just a bunch of people that can do whatever they want at a company, and nobody finds that interesting to work on. So nobody does. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks for the game, but that's how Valve works. Yeah, I don't. I don't really feel like Valve has much of an advertising, like. I mean, obviously they have advertising and marketing people that work for the company, but I think it's probably very, very minimal in terms of their staff. Like if you just look at how they handle PR and how they communicate with the community, they just don't have those types of people that work there very much. Most of their people are developers or systems engineers or whatever, you know, graphic artists and sound engineers and that kind of stuff, motion capture people. And so they just do the stuff that they're, trained to do <laughs> that that they're good at and then as far as yeah. the advertising stuff when's the last time that they made less money in a year on the game never they've made more money every single year since they launched dota 2 mm -hmm. so until that goes down why would they advertise the game yeah i i've definitely had some friends like come and try to play dota and uh hearing their experience makes me like wince yeah. you know for the game it's like oh god uh i remember i was watching uh speed dota he was doing like a video the game dying uh something along those lines and he said like would would i recommend dota to my friends and he's like no i i, I really wouldn't and that mm. kind of made me realize like what i if, if if like my uncle or my dad was like i want to look to get into video games like I want to play. I want to play games. Maybe that's a bad example. Maybe just one of my friends that plays like RPGs and stuff, uh, like a gamer. Do I? I want to get into a, a MOBA. Would I recommend Dota? Now I probably would because I think the neutral items are really fun. Um, but it's, but it's, still, it's, I, don't, it's, I don't know if I would. It's like it's a hard question to really answer because it is it's hard. So hard. It's so hard. I think the neutral items have made Dota so fun for every role. Yes. And I'm so glad the direction that it's going. I'm genuinely enjoying the shit out of this patch. But with that being said, there's still so many complicated elements of the game. There's smurfs devastating people in the lower brackets. Like, there are people... I'm going to name names. I know people who smurf in, in like, Herald and, and Crusader and Archon. And they're just like divine immortal players because they think it's really fun and funny. And it's like, man, that's like nine people that aren't going to want to play the game anymore. 
that's yeah. that's actually that actually sucks. Also, I I don't know. Like every time I think about that, if so, recently my um my cousin, hi Peter, if you're watching, he's uh he's a gamer. He's got he's like really good at Halo. He's been playing games for a long time. We used to play Warcraft three together back in the day. He recently was like. Uh, dude, I want to learn to play Dota, and I was just like, "Oh my god! All right, it's gonna be an experience for you." And also, it's it's like it. I I feel bad even just playing with him a couple of times because I just know that I'm just not giving him enough tools to be good at the game because there's too much. Like, if you're if you were to use your example for example, if somebody was to ask me, "Hey, I want to learn to play Dota. Will you teach me?" I'd be like, Whew. all that right. Sounds really, that sounds really hard to teach. That, that sounds like several thousand hours of my time to get you up to speed. <laughs> like, how about, how about you go play 1,500 games of Dota by yourself, and then we can go from there? You know, that's kind of how it feels because. Yeah, yeah. Come, come, come see me a year from now, buddy. Like, right. Like, just Ugh. just the whole like there's just no way to pick up and play the game but maybe there is that's the thing like i i feel like we're so deep into it at this point where you look at a game and you're like oh well you know i gotta push these creep waves i gotta take these outposts i gotta do these objectives but back in the day when i first loaded up dota or defense of the ancients rather and i just was like what does this hero do and i clicked on it and then I was like, what do these do? And I hit some creeps. And it's like, oh, cool. I got some gold. What does this item do? And I bought like three boots and, you know, like six chain mails. And I was like, oh, I've got armor and I can walk fast. But why don't I walk faster than I have with one boot? That doesn't make any sense. And there's just all these like questions and learning the game. And that whole experience is something that I just can't really remember clearly enough to think about whether it was even fun, right? That's the thing is like if it was clearly it was fun because I learned the game, but I don't remember what that process was like. Like how how was it fun? How was it fun to be so terrible at the game and go through that process? When I when I learned the game, there like wasn't matchmaking, so it was right. just, it was just totally random. Totally random. Um, which so... is kind of cool because sometimes you just get you get like one really good player in the game. And everybody else sucks, and then you can kind of like fall around the good player or something, and see what I don't know. It's weird. Hugo Baldera says, "Jenkins, do you smoke weed before you play Dota?" Absolutely not. I don't want to lose. And if so, does it help with your gameplay? No, <laughs> no, dude. I'm telling you, I get I get three stalked by easy bots on Smash if I'm stoned. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'm playing Dota. It makes me feel slower or more focused. God no, man. I I don't I don't understand how. I remember when 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 weed was just getting legalized here in Canada. There was this big thing where people were talking about its effect on like driving. Uh, now it's like it's illegal. It's like drinking and driving, right? But at the time, it was a discussion because nobody really knew what the answer was. Um, and I remember thinking about like. Jesus Christ, I would rather be drunk as as hell, like almost blackout drunk, than just a little bit stone driving. Because when I'm stone, it's like, oh, fuck, that's a bird over there. Is that a bird? Oh, it's a plane. You know, I'm just like <laughs> – and then I'm just like mangling some mother and her children. Like 
it just, I don't know. When I'm stoned, I'm just so insanely slow. I remember there was this one night where my uh, my buddy my buddy from high school came over, came down from Toronto. Here we, we go. Playing, we were playing Smash with with me, Ellie, and him, and we were just like take, taking turns. And I was fucking destroying, dude. Let me tell you, my King GDD it was beautiful. I was like ledge cucking and everything, and just smashing them and and jumping on their heads and boinging them down. You know, like the crazy cool shit. And then I, I was I got stoned, and I swear to God, I was getting three stocked every single time. Like I went from just owning and doing all the sick shit to to not even to not even standing a chance. And, and he was Derek, the guy that I was hanging out with. He was stoned as well, and I just still couldn't beat him. Like the level of play from for some people, I think, is different. It, it affects people differently. Yeah, and for me. It makes me it makes me just so dumb. It's like I'm I'm already pretty dumb, but like Jesus Christ, I'm dumb when I'm on when I'm on weed. The thing with being drunk though is that when I'm drunk, I'm dumb, but I feel smart still. So you have the confidence element. With weed, it's like, oh my god, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, shit, I forgot that I was doing this thing. Anxious. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Got got the boys to admit that they smoke weed. It's not a taboo subject here anymore, actually, because it's just it's just legal, right? It's like admitting you drink. Right. So I don't know if there's any Canadians in the chat. Shout out to Canadians, but I know in all of your guys' countries, it's probably it's probably banned. Fucking America as well, it's banned. So it's a it's a weird it's a really interesting it's a weird subject. I wasn't a big I wasn't a big weed guy um, until it got like legalized. Now uh, my dad is even. My dad is even indulging because he has a he has um he got like a leg injury so to like relieve the pain he tried weed and now the leg injury is gone but he still has some weed brownies left so he's like ah, I'm probably gonna finish them and he's like <laughs> the total stereotypical dad that you would never see doing drugs ever funny. like so anti drugs but because of the pain from his leg he was like he tried it and it worked and and now he just kind of liked he like he liked it. I, it's it's so weird because he's so he's so pragmatic and stoic that I I, I can't uh, my dad has tried edibles before I have that's like that's so fucked funny. up that's insane I can't believe it all right I'm gonna cut cut off the weed discussion there because there's a question that I want to answer in chat which is We're already demonetized anyway do you think you have to be a genuinely smart person to reach immortal on Dota two or can any average Joe hit it with enough practice. I think that that's a really interesting question. I feel like personally that Dota players, um, at least the ones that take the game relatively seriously, are. Henry says no in chat. <laughs> Definitely no. <laughs> I mean, I, I I kind of tend to agree, but I also think that, like per capita, Dota players tend to be more intellectual than other games. Just like. Sure just by nature of how complicated it is and how much the game involves just problem solving. Whereas like if you play like Apex or Fortnite or Halo or whatever, it tends to be a little bit more like you could just like pick up the game and just shoot people and everything's fine. I, I, I'm of the opinion that um, the, the idea of like, okay, if you're going to go by some standardized test, like, I don't know. So IQ test or whatever. Sure. Like, Maybe there's some correlation. Maybe Dota players are smart. Maybe they're stupid. I don't know. But when you talk about like the word intelligent, are Dota players smart? Are they intelligent? 
what does that mean? Like, right. that's that's the problem. Is that it's not. It's like is somebody successful? Is somebody like what's the definite definition of success? Am I rich? Am I famous? Am I fit? Uh, am Are I, you happy? That's the real answer. Yeah. Well, am I am I happy? Do I have cars? Am I living an exciting life? Like it's it depends. And I think I think intellect is something like that too. Like it it depends. I I personally think that if you're if you are an athlete, you're intelligent. You're just your body's really smart. You know a lot about about um, becoming your like physical apex, and that is a that is something that not everybody can do or say that they've done. That is just some some sort of like knowledge, some experience that you've had that other people haven't had. And like, would most people call athletes smart? Well, probably not, because I think when people say that, they're they're thinking in like the tradition traditional sense, like critical critical thinking or problem solving, or like the intellectual subjects, like the STEM fields, like math, science, whatever. And I I really think I really think that there's just uh it just depends. And I I don't like to this is gonna sound really corny. I don't like to like label people like smarter. I think if you are living a productive life as long as you are being productive and you are doing anything for god's sakes you can knit giant penises like just for for like women's uh stores uh, the the sex stores just to make like 40 year old 50 year old white women laugh when they walk it's like oh it's a giant dick ah. that is a skill like you will get really good at that eventually right you will and you'll be nobody else will be able to do that like so as long as you are spending your time doing something productively, you you're smart. If you aren't, then yeah, you're a fucking idiot. But that's that's it. And I think Dota players uh, are spending their time doing something and they're practicing and they're being productive with it. At least like the the good Dota players. So yeah, I think I think there's a certain level of intelligence, um, at least by by my definition. I just think it doesn't make sense to like like what the f- define smart. That's the my question. Is define smart to me, and then I'll tell you yes or no. But the question is always asked like there's as all, if everybody already knows what smart is. There's all sorts of different types of intelligence too, right? You can ha- you can be like emotionally intelligent and have good empathy for right, people. Right, exactly, like, exactly. Like my my mom. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this just reminded me. My mom is somebody who wouldn't. Con- she doesn't. She doesn't care for like books or science or philosophy or anything like that. But Jesus Christ, she can look you in the eyes and be like, "Something happened today, and you're upset." And it's it's crazy. Like, how the fuck does she do it? I'm always so I'm always shocked. And she can listen, and she can talk to you, and she can empathize. And it's crazy. It's like, man, I wish I could be like that. I have to like train to be like that. Somebody's crying. It's like, oh fuck, what did I do? <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I have a story. I have a story. Oh my God! So one of my roommates, his name's Ian, right? So this is my college roommate. So we we mess with each other. Like that's what that's what dudes do to each other, right? They just screw with each other. And he came in one night, and it was dark, and he didn't turn the light on. He just went and got a glass of milk. And then uh, I just like I went over because he he got home and I heard him. And I usually just go see him. When, and I I grabbed the milk and I poured it out. And I was like, "That's my milk, bitch." <laughs> and then he just starts like crying. And he's like. My cat died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, sorry, dude. I'll get you more milk, man. I didn't know. I didn't know. And he's such a nice guy. He's so nice. He's so nice that he didn't care. He just was worried about the cat. And it was like his uh it was like his family cat. <laughs> Apparently my other roommate on the way home 
saw him walking like in the dark on his way home from work and he fucking jumped out and scared him <laughs> so oh my both God. of his roommates are just completely fucking with him right after his cat died it's like oh no dude this is just the relationship we have we're not supposed to deal with emotions we're we're, we're uh 20 20 something year old white men in in north america we don't know how to deal with emotion true that RM says, do you think Dota is different from other games when we talk about ag- aggressivity? Is that even a word? Aggressiveness and toxicity. Aggressivity. I think that actually is a word. I do not think so, considering I just recently started playing Halo again, and I've probably been called the F word and the N word about 50 times more in that game in 12 hours of playing it than I have in the last six months of playing Dota. So <laughs> aggressivity is a word, by the way, it's characterized by really? tending to unprovoked uh, offensives, attacks and invasion. The day I learned. Yeah. I've, 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 I've read that somewhere. Maybe it was Marcus Aurelius. I don't know, but aggression is not, it's, it's not, I think it's, it's a little different from aggression. Well, but that's very, cool. Very, very close. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, no I, all, I, I all gaming too. all, the the meat the real reason people are toxic is because there's anonymity which is a real word also yeah because yeah, i i agree if half the people okay more than half if 95% of the people that have been toxic to you in a game were to meet you in real life let's say you're like playing basketball together or soccer or something like that instead and you were to mess up there is Almost no chance that they would react in the same way as they do online. Because if they did, then everybody that is there would shun them from society. Or they would potentially be shot or stabbed or beaten up or other things that are worse. You know, like, you just, you cannot treat people like shit and get away with it. Except on the internet, which is unfortunate and something that we definitely need to solve. Think about, like, ninja looting in World of Warcraft. Like, how many people just steal loot or like intentionally get you killed because it just just because they can and like not even because they think it's funny just because like they they just want more in the area or something just like pure greed i I was playing wow classic wow and i would run by and i would help i would help people like they'd be killing something and i'd help them kill it and it's like you don't get anything for helping them do that but it's like because i'm walking by anyway i just shoot the thing because it takes no time out of my day to do that it doesn't cost me any resources so I would do it. I, I never saw anybody else do that. Out of like the hundreds of people that I passed through doing quests, like nobody ever helped me <laughs> do anything. And it's like, just because they're online, they're anonymous and they just, there's, there's no reason to, you know, it's like, they can just be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't care about that guy. It's, it's in every game to, to some degree. I was playing dark souls and some guy came into my, came into my game and tried to kill me. And the way it works is like you invade somebody else's game and the the enemies can't hit you. So what he did is he was just hiding in all of the enemies. Did I just smell my armpits, Jenkins? No, but I will now. Smells good. Um, <laughs> I, he was hiding in the enemies, and it was it was like so triggering because it, like just fight me, man. Just one v one me. Why are you hiding in the enemies? Because like he got low, right? And he ran out of potions. So he's like, no, I'm gonna take this win. I'm gonna hide in the enemy. So. I just had to keep going, and I just went to the point where, like, I passed through some zone where he despawned. And it's like, man, you get nothing either way. Why don't you just come fight me? Like, why don't you just fight me legitimately? And it's like that. I, again, that's not toxicity, right? But it's Dark Souls. There's no leaderboard or something. You don't get anything for killing people. It's just for fun. 
So why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because <sighs> messing with other people is fun for some people. No, it wasn't that. The guy just didn't want to lose. And it's, man, you toxic motherfucker. Okay, I guess I'm I'm not gonna run into ten ten things. And in Dark Souls, the creatures, man, the enemies, they're so strong. Like right. you can't fight more than one enemy at once most of the time. It's not like some other RPG, like every enemy can kill you. So he runs in ten of them. It's like I can't fight him plus all these enemies, so I just have to leave. <laughs> so cool. It's like no his stats weren't even ruined because there aren't any stats. It's just it's just for fun. Fuck, man. Gamers are gamers are awful sometimes, let me tell you. They certainly can be. Speaking of which, how do you deal with toxic people in-game ruining your game and momentum while in-game communication is the key? Well, in-game, is communication the key to winning the game? Uh, so, um, two questions. How do you deal with toxic people? We've talked about this a lot. Uh, number one, just mute them. Number two... Play your own game and use them as sort of like an NPC and play around them. They're being dumb and just farming in terrible places, then maybe use them as bait and gank off of them. If they're being toxic in a way where they're just like ignoring the team and just farming their items, then treat them as if they are the carry and continue to farm. And, uh, you know, just play for the late game. And if uh, they are spam pinging you and feeding down mid, then you can either just try and win the game 4v5 or you can sit in the fountain and wait for it to end and move on to the just next one. Let it end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you That's know. That's the thing. That's the thing is like you want to try your best to win every game, but everybody that's very, very good at Dota has a 52% win rate or something like that, you know? Right. That's not inflated by some party queue or cheating or something like that. Um, so. Yeah, you just you just have to win as many of them as you can. You just need to win the odd one out. So I think I think a lot of people need to get better at accepting a loss and yes. not letting that carry forward. Yep. And I'm so guilty of that all the time. Yep. Um, it kind of comes back to what we talked you. about early on with like if you care about the MMR and you're like holding on to that, you're like death gripping right. that 25 MMR instead of moving on, then you're going to get really tilted and just like go on a downward spiral. Which brings me back to another thing that we talked about earlier. Marcus Aurelius, <laughs> the stoic Jesus himself. You know what he said? He said that in, te in 10 days and only 10 days, those who see you as a savage and an animal can see you as a savant. If you return to your principles, if you fix yourself, like this guy was the ruler of one of the greatest uh, empires on the planet. And he realized that you can fuck up and that you need to just return to your principles, return to who you are and just get better. Like basically he was just saying you're only human. And that, that is, that is Dota in a nutshell is like, you will go down some dark downward spirals and dark paths. And the quicker you can get out of those, the more MMR you will gain. That's that's about it. Two. Who's worse? People who spam GG in all chat and continue to or people who immediately unpause when you have a D. Oh, those are close. Yeah, I would say probably the people who immediately unpause, although there is like the buffer of not being able to unpause for for a while so like it's kind of built into the game where they can't be as bad but i don't know i think the people who spam gg in all chat and continue to defend those are the ones that trigger me the most because i'm like 
you're not even trying to win the game. You're just wasting my time. Like, you don't want to win this game. Your teammates don't want to win this game because you're a piece of shit. And now you're just wasting everybody's time because you're just because you're an asshole. Like, that's literally all it is. I, I tell people anytime enemy team or my team, they say GG and I just tell them destroy your items and walk down mid or shut the fuck up. And then sometimes they do. You know what I hate? I hate the people that you just don't know, but you like obliterated them in lane or something. So when they finally kill you like 40 minutes into they pause on you and just <laughs> ruin the ebb and flow of the game. And you're just like, wait, what, do I do I know the amount of times I've had to ask that in the past few weeks? Like, do I know you? And it's just I look and I don't know who the hell they don't know me. I don't know. And they just pause because they thought that my laning was passive aggressive or something. Like I don't even spam taunt in lanes or something like that. That triggers me too. People that people that spam taunts and do the chat wheels. It's like, look, guys, you're not fucking OG, okay? We're playing in a 5k average game. We're not winning millions of dollars. Stop pretending to be OG. It doesn't make you good <laughs> to have an ego. There's there's something that's uh there's something that a uh, an old captain of mine, one of the smartest dudes that I've ever met. He's in some IT firm now, making good money, not playing pro dot. His name is Sunken. Uh, you might have heard of him, but uh, he was a legend back in the day. And he said that you can be good at Dota in an asshole, or you can be a good person and bad at Dota, but don't be both an asshole and shit at Dota. Like, <laughs> that just makes you the worst person. He would always say your, like, skill-to-ego ratio needs to be needs to be right, you know? Like, if you're <laughs> – sure. and I find that for, from a lot of people that are – that are like doing the spam taunting and pausing and doing the chat wheels. The, the ego is massive. It's so massive, but the skill is not like the reason OG does that shit is because they're doing it to, to win millions of dollars. You know, they're doing it to like, to fuck with their opponents. Oh man. Dude, maybe I'm letting, maybe I'm letting it trigger me too much. But. I'm not going to lie. The, the pausing stuff is one of the more tilting things in the world where, where people like, pause right after you die yeah or just like for any any stupid play like they they make an escape like they juke you and they pause or like yeah they, they kill you and they pause or they kill somebody yeah. else and they pause it's like dude stop just play the fucking game you're so like, annoying man, yeah there's gonna be so many deaths in the game like i'm not willing to pause for every single one of them. <laughs> exactly and the thing is it ruins the flow of the game too like everybody just stops if there's anybody that was like streaming or wanted to make it a video there's pause in the middle of things after like a cool play yeah oh god yeah it's just it's just annoying that's the thing is it's not like it doesn't make you a bad person or whatever it just makes you annoying and fuck off with it same with like the spam if you're spam taunting i was trying to make a video of some like winter wyvern offlane <laughs> and the guy was spamming the taunt so so like all you could hear on the video was like a wyvern's breath a wyvern's <laughs> breath a wyvern's breath and i was like dude you're actually so annoying that i can't make a video using your clip i can't i can't subject people to to hearing that shit for five minutes straight because that will bother people at the four minute mark people will be like wow that's annoying like i get it it's fun and, and occasionally taunting and banter is fun obviously but for any of these things, and this is just a thing with comedy, you do it enough, and it's like, it's a dead meme, man. It's dead. It's like the Sonic meme, like, the the way, like, I'll show you the way. The OK Boomer thing now, where Ellen is, like, having people on 
uh, having like millennials on, even though they're Gen Z, she's having like millennials on and, and making fun of them for not using, for not knowing how to use like rotary phone. It's like, there are times when these jokes just fucking die and you're not going to be able to just keep doing it and, and capture the magic of what it once was. Cause you're just, you're not the original creative guy that came up with the thing. You're just the idiot that's spamming it after it's dead. And that's kind of how I feel about like the spam taunting and pausing and, and that sort of stuff. I mean, there's, there's obviously a place for it. Yeah. I mean, dude, the chat, the the chat wheels are there specifically so that you can make people feel terrible about themselves when you outplay them. And I think that that is the best use of them. Like, like when Thompson was Zeus and he like got somebody super low. Thompson won two TIs. These, these 5k pub plebes are, are beating people a thousand MMR below them in lane and getting a two level advantage, playing like shit, making really terrible rotations that are only successful because they're playing against idiots as well. It's like you're just a, a monkey throwing shit at another monkey, and then you're like, a wyvern's breath, a wyvern's. No, you're still flinging shit. Thompson is not a monkey flinging shit. He's a fucking savant. All right, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This shit just triggers me so much. <laughs> well, now you guys know how to beat Jenkins and Dota if uh, you ever queue into him. I so. swear to God, if you queue into me and you double chat wheel, I'm going to try so fucking hard to beat you because I'm going to be so mad. I, I, I legitimately – like I sit up in my chair and I'm just – all right, I'm like trying so hard, you know, because like – Should we call it there? We've been going for an hour. <laughs> yes. All right. See you later. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, good discussion. And uh, if you guys want to ask us questions next week, patreon.com slash Dota Alchemy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Good luck in your game. See you later. Bye.